This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. The line, as promised, uh, we do have Trevor. Uh, Trevor is joining us from uh, Dignity, uh, Doorway to Dignity. And we're going to be engaging this afternoon with Trevor, finding out a little bit more about what is a Doorway to Dignity, how can we be a part of it, and of course, just, uh, you know, what what happens at Doorway to Dignity. Um, uh, Trevor, how are you this afternoon? Hi, I'm very well. Thank you very very much. I'm fine. I'm great. And it's a privilege to be part of you guys. Fantastic. Thank you, know, you so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's really good. Thank you. Um, we're also welcoming you. We welcome you here at 79 Radio K Pulpit. It's definitely a privilege and an honor um, to have this opportunity uh, for you to share your narrative when it comes to um, a doorway to dignity. And uh, congratulations for doing such um, special work and uh, work that is needed in our um, community. So uh, good on you, Trevor. Thank you. Um, you are, of course, the CEO, the main man. Uh, Chief Executive <laughs> Officer, um, and uh, you're the one that knows, you know, why you began this, why you established um, Doorway to Dignity. And so I would like you to elaborate and, uh, you know, take us into the story. Um, what was your reason behind establishing Doorway to Dignity? Well, um, Gigi, thank you so very much. I really appreciate it. How it came about is I finished uh, at a church called Ferndale Bible Chapel in Johannesburg and we've been running what we refer to as a Saturday church or, or street church for the last 20 odd years and a couple of years ago four or five years ago a bunch of us were sitting around after after the Saturday church and we were just saying we wonder what other churches are doing in the immediate area and we thought well the only way to really find out is to ask them so we did and um we, we we went to the churches in the in the immediate vicinity, and we asked them what are they doing, what would they like to be doing, and why aren't they doing it? Yeah. Uh, and we so we got it was about twelve or fifteen churches in the immediate area from various denominations, and they all came back with the same response: we are doing something, we would like to be doing more, and the reasons why we're not doing it is because of resources. Mm-hmm. Be it physical, be it financial, be it whatever. So we went back and we, we prayed about it and we, we thought about it and we thought, well, why don't we start an organization that does exactly that? Now we taught in the, in the, we taught, you know, that we are a body, the church is a body, and some of us have hands and some of us have arms, and that's how Doorway to Dignity came about. Is that we thought, well, okay, so if we have a need for someone who needs counseling, for example, um, I don't have access to counseling in my congregation, but the next the guy next door to me does. Why don't we reach out and work together? And that's how Bought Doorway to Dignity came around and came about. And once um, <clears throat> the word of that got around and about, we it, it just it blossomed from there. And then we had PBS churches, businesses, other nonprofits wanting to work alongside us in, in that sense because we work with like-minded organizations mm. should be their churches or whatever and our, and our goal is 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 to actually show Christ's love in action mm. um, you know it's very important the gospel is is very important and, 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 and everything 
And once you've given a gospel message, you need to live it. Mm. And, and and a good sort of tack on that is if and one something that you could ask yourself is if you are the only Bible that anyone ever reads, what is the message that they will get? Mm. Which is something worth thinking about. So that's how the way to dignity came about, and it has been an absolute blessing um, as to as to this. And I, and I honestly believe that this is what God has gifted me to do, and and what He wants me to be doing. Mm-hmm. I do this full time. Um, and it's, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, it's, and that's how it came about. And the opportunities that have come over the years, and not just over the years, but daily, we see things happening that could never, ever be a coincidence or a, a happenstance or whatever. It's just, it's just we see things daily, and God is moving. Mm-hmm. And God moves amongst those who are less fortunate, just the way he works. Definitely. So amazing to see what the power of unity can do, you know, um, in establishing something that is so significant um, to the economy by just coming together and saying, okay, what can we do? What are our limiting factors? But what, how can we overcome those? Um, then, Trevor, you went ahead, you started this, and uh, it was it it has you know become um, a beacon of hope to many of the vulnerable people uh, within the areas that you work in. And so we know as believers that we are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, what would you say um, is, you know, so significant about being the hands and feet of Jesus, especially in a time such as this that we are living in now? You know, I'm going to include the pandemic, COVID-19. Um, you know, we've had a rough two years um, as believers, as all of us in the world. Um, why, how is that um, verse or scripture so significant at this point in our in our time? You see, if you're referring to 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 the way where, where Jesus washed the disciples' feet uh, in, in John, um, it is extremely significant because you know Jesus came to earth and he came and he ministered among the needy. And and we see that throughout the New Testament entirely, and 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 in in some cases, as Christians, we sometimes overcomplicate things, uh, in the sense that you know what is what does God want for me? What does God want for my life? And 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 Jesus said, follow me, and do what I do. Show love to those who you come into contact with. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. We know these we know these kind of verses. Um, and and if you read the New Testament, you will see that Jesus walked amongst and he showed respect and he listened to the people there, and he he loved them, those that he came into contact with, you know, and then embraced them and he showed them dignity. In, in we we can just see throughout the New Testament, especially in the Gospels, we can see when Jesus walked out to the to 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 the to the guy at the pool, and he acknowledged him. And we are we are tasked as Christians to actually do what Jesus did. That's what the word means, Christ-like. That's what it means. We and we need to show that. Go and if you want to help a guy who's sleeping rough, don't assume you know how to help him. Go and sit down next to him with his fire where he's got his fire in the bucket. Sit with him and ha- and ha- and have some and have a thing of, and eat with him. Have some papa mechori with a guy. You might not like it. 
but that's not that's fine. <laughs> you know, and sit with a guy and get to know him. And once you do that, you start building the relationship, and then you can work alongside him and assist. That is what we are doing, you know, and that is what we attempt and try and do with every single project, campaign, event, or anything that we do. Mm. A person's a person's value is not determined by his circumstances. Absolutely, yeah. Different. And and so we try and do that. Oh, you know, and if it means that you get out of your comfort zone, then, then good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Jesus never came. He, if you looked at the people he mentioned, he, he he was with. These are some of the guys that we work with daily, and it's a privilege. Mm-hmm. Because sure. that's what God has asked us to do. Absolutely. Go and love these people. Go and yeah. show them love and sit with them where they are, you know, meet them where they are. And that is what I, I hear your heart saying and speaking, Trevor. Um, that doorway to dignity is truly about that. And it's about, uh, I love um, when you used um, that analogy of uh, really eating pup and mohudu with someone mm-hmm. and understanding their story, understanding who they are. Um, Looking back from when you started and where you are now and where you're heading, um, what would you say has been the greatest milestone that you've overcome? You know, how have you journeyed and uh, uh, maybe memories that come up uh, that you you think, wow, these are significant memories um, of the journey? There was, a, you know, there was something I could think about quite hard, but I think the one that comes to mind. So in the past and then possibly going forward. Um, last year, um, the way they did his response to the COVID-19 pandemic was we, um, I was given an opportunity. My office is based at the Fontainebleau Community Church here in Randburg. Um, and they said to me, they're not using their hall. How would I feel about running a temporary shelter here um, in my office? So that took me, I think, the whole of three seconds to make that decision. And so we did. We, we, we ran a temporary shelter here at the, at the church last year, um, for eight months, and it was temporary. But what it did was, and there was a lot of negativity because uh, an uncertainty last year in, from March onwards as to what the virus is, how does it affect me? There was a lot of uncertainty uh, around it and, you know, a lot of the questions the guys were asking, well, I'm not going to be taken off the streets and put in somewhere where I don't want to be. And we have 35 gentlemen here. We had 35 guests here last year for, and which was three meals a day, school on and everything. And it was a privilege. It was, it was such a learning time because when you, when you're in those close encounters with guys, you have to get to know them. Mm. Um, and throughout the, 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 what we learned and what I learned uh, from uh, during that time, was that no matter how hard things are, you know, Paul writes to the Philippines and he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you suffer hardships, where we can't fall for my name's sake. I think it's Paul. I think it's Philippines. The market could be wrong, sorry. Um, but that is what it is. It's, it's an absolute privilege because what we're doing is, yes, we can focus on how horrible it is and the numbers and we have to be locked up and everything. 
and all of that. We can focus on that, or we can focus on the complete opposite and say, how can we get to know the guys better? How can we understand more what we're working with? How can we sit down and say, okay, you want to do a Bible study? Let's do that. There's an opportunity for you to learn a new skill. Do you want to learn a new skill? Yes, sure. Let's have a look and see. And for me, building relationships with 35 guys like that last year was was indeed a privilege. It was a milestone for me um, because it also gave me the opportunity to relook at how doorway to dignity goes forward, and which is what we're doing in in uh, this year is taking concepts in, in in place and saying right, this is what we're doing. And one of one of the the the, the foundations that we use is in in integral influence. You know what is what is doorway to dignity thing? What is our mission? And Trigger Corinthians 5.18 tells us all things are of God. He has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And if you're not sure what you need to be doing, here it is. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That's what Dorwood is doing and he wants to do. He wants to sit down and speak to God and say, cool, firstly, let's start with the relationships and let's reconcile. And when it gets to the point that you want to speak about God, fine, let's, let's go that way. But we've got to reconcile one another so that we can we can come to that point. Mm. So that, for me, that's a highlight. Every day is a highlight because we are given opportunities daily to speak to people, mm. and and very often people will say to me, "So, what are your measurable?" You know, well, if I can look back at the end of a year and say we've made an impact in someone's life mm. for the better, only one, I've considered it to be a success for them. Mm. Wow. So, so powerful and really just sharing God's heart, you know, that's what I'm hearing um, and what I'm understanding with what uh, you bring to Doorway, what Doorway to Dignity brings to the people and to the community and to the community. And so this is the question that uh, um, I normally do ask <laughs> uh, when it comes to um, non-governmental organizations or NPOs um, and uh, just to, to say and to, to, to reiterate, you know, just their, their story and what it is that they are, are doing and just the significance of it. Um, and so sometimes when I'm gathered with friends and uh, uh, we have this conversation of saying, you know, um, when you make a difference in the community, you know, I come from a village, so um, sometimes uh, I know I know what it is to be in need. Um, I know what it is to struggle. So, and then the the question comes in terms of you know the work that you're doing, um, the work that other NGOs are doing as well. You know, when we try and help or maybe meet people where they are and I know that we are called by God to do this but are we not um, enabling the situation are we not being enablers are we not saying okay you know what stay there um, we're going to give you what you need you know we're going to give you um, uh, everything that you need and then just stay there it's almost like it's okay for me to um, be in the state that I'm in to be vulnerable because I'm always going to have um, people to help me um, and so how do we sort of change that narrative where it's not just about you know being given um, what I need and staying there and constantly asking and constantly you know being a beggar and and struggling how do I get um, equipped and empowered so that I can be self-sustainable um, as an individual 
But yeah, it's a very good question, and it's one that comes up very, very often. Uh, and something that, that, that we need to understand is that when it comes to poverty, okay, for example, and and which depending on how you define poverty will determine how you treat it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. So yeah. if you think poverty is just a, a financial issue, mm-hmm. then we all throw money at it and technically no one should be living in poverty because there's enough money to go around. But unfortunately, it's not that. And and, and very often, you can, when you help someone, you could actually be doing more damage by helping them than if you didn't. Mm. And, 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 and the Oida Dignity is very, very aware of that. We've just partnered with an organization based in Cape Town called the Shelter Suite Foundation. Yeah. Um, and the Oida Dignity is going to become the distribution point for the shelter bag in South Africa, uh, in Khateng. And the shelter bag is, is basically a shelter of sorts that, that, that we can give to the guys on who sleep rough, but you know, not it's all those that haven't got anything to keep them warm and stuff. And that can help them just stay where they are. Why I'm warm now? Why am I not worry about where I go? Yes. And and, and that's and that's and that's a, a question that that very often people ask mm. and say, yeah, but if you do this, they're just going it's just going to be sold, or it's just going to be this, or mm. it's just going to be that. Mm. And and you know the thing with helping is helping is 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 not a is, is not a difficult thing to do mm. if you really think about it. You can drive down the road and give a guy an orange, okay. Um, and uh, standing at the robot and he will take the orange mm. but now and that's not a challenge but to give correctly is a different challenge now you take the same guy and you give him an orange and an apple he might not like the orange but he'll choose the apple mm. and what that in, entails is, is um, if you want to help someone correctly walk alongside them and find out from them what it is that you that, 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 you, that they want help with and firstly if they do so if you sit with you I do a program that we work with and it's, it's, it's a reconciliation based and when you do ask a questionnaire you don't do a needs assessment on the person because that assumes that there's something wrong so if you do an asset assessment on them instead you would say what strengths do you have that we can come alongside and using the strengths that you have to get you out of that situation. That's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. So, and what we want to do with a shelter bag is we're not going to just hand them out haphazardly on the streets. We will work through nonprofits that are existing, that I have relationships with, and say, right, this is what we're going to do. Um, you identify guys in your area. So I'll give you an example. So on Saturday at the, at the Positive Hope Day, because um, it's World Homeless Day on Sunday, mm. Uh, we're doing Pots of Hope on Saturday, which is a dignified dining experience, uh, which is all over our Facebook page and Instagram at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and what it, and what you would do is, is we, we, we'll identify an organization, Slover Center of Excellence, um, in Bosmont, and they will be doing a greening project of one of their parks. They will then, but there are guys sleeping in the park. So what we'll do is we'll say to, the, to, to this non-profit, cool, yeah, your bags. Mm. You give them to the guys that are sleeping rough. Here they are. Here the bags. They don't do buy them. They don't do All we do is ask the guys to keep their area clean. Mm. That's all you do. 
Ask them. And if they do, they do. And if they don't, they don't. But what you've done is you acknowledge that guy as the person that he is, that he's there. We know he's there. We recognize him as part of the community. We're going to sit and listen to his story and see why he's there. Does he want to get out of that situation or not? And if so, how can we help? So that is a whole different ballgame, whereby you actually sit down and start finding out from the people what it is that you actually want and what it is, and how can we work together and alongside. It's not about me helping you. It's about me walking alongside you for as long as you want me to. Sure. And, and and a good example of that from the New Testament would be the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. He found the guy on the street, he patched him up, he gave him the band-aid left him. He then said, okay, cool, I've patched you there. Now I'm going to take you to the next spot. And he went mm-hmm. to the, we know the story, and he took him in for accommodation, and he said to the guy, this is what you need to do now. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy who took him in, it's a similar story. He then never constantly stuck a bandage on the guy. And when he was ready, he went on his way. So we, it's the same principle. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, there needs to be a Band-Aid. At the second, we take the Band-Aid off and say, right, how can we now work together with a, with, with a constant permanent healing so that you may be reconciled to where you need to be in regard to one city mm-hmm. That's a process. That's not going to happen overnight. Um, we, the, you know, from, a, from a biblical point of view, for me, there, there's there's many different um, sort of verses that we could sit and, and discuss all day, and and but never ever if we look through whether it be Old or New Testament or any any of them, is it just a case of yeah, cheers, thanks, bye? Always there's an instruction to go and do something else. Do this. Work alongside that, and go and say say to the people in in the temple, "I have been healed and cleansed." Mm-hmm. Every single time, and and that's what it is. It's not a quick fix because we're told that the poor will always be with us, but then we're told how to deal with with it from New Testament all the way through. You know, our Old Testament all the way through. We're Definitely. told. Mm-hmm. Walk alongside, walk alongside uh, the vulnerable, um, engage with them, find out what their story is. And that is what Doorway to Dignity is about. Um, And of course, you are saying Doorway to Dignity. You're restoring the dignity and saying, look, you still have a life. You know, God has a purpose for your life. So here we are um, to help you, to channel you into that purpose that God has for you. Mm. Trevor? Thank you so much for joining us. I think one thing that's left now is for you to share your social media handles. How can um, the the family out there get through to you? And of course, uh, tell us about the event as well that is happening in the end of this week. Okay, so um, the, the, the social media handles, you can find me on Facebook at Doorway to Dignity. Um, I'm on Instagram at Doorway to Dignity. Um, and then as far as Saturday is concerned, we are doing our annual Parts of Hope, which is a dignified dining experience for those that um, are destitute or, or vulnerable. Mm. So we plan to serve 600 meals on Saturday, uh, which will be distributed through various non-profits to places of safety, shelter, etc. It's going to be a super, super day. One thing we're very excited about this year is that... Um, 
there are other organizations in Cape Town and in Marisburg and in Sudwana that are doing a joint Lots of Hope event for us. Awesome. Um, and to create awareness along uh, about World Homeless Day. So you, some of the organizations, obviously you've got the Shelter Foundation, South Africa, that I did part of it. The Your Song Africa Foundation. Um, there's an organization. Uh, I just want to get all the names right. Sorry. <laughs> RLE in Sadwana. Um, then um, Life Changes in Maritzburg. Mm. And, 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 and Rio Tusana in Cape Town. They were all doing this together. And, and it's, it's actually great to be able to work together for a joint cause. And if anyone wants to assist in any way, please feel free to contact me. And I have to do a shout out for the shelter bags. So if anyone wants to assist with the shelter bags, they can be in touch with us or they can go to our, our, our online Bacamati campaign for the shelter bag campaign. And the more shelter bags we can get, the more people we can house and the more people we can start on the process to reconciliation. So, yeah, and if, 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 if and, and to all those listeners out there, if there's, if, if there's no other way that you can assist us, please keep the way to dignity and the staff in your prayers. It would really, really assist because that is the most powerful assistance we could possibly ask for. Mm, absolutely. Uh, Trevor, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us and uh, sharing the authentic story about Doorway to Dignity. I'm sure that we've gotten a glimpse and an understanding of what Doorway to Dignity stands for and why it is uh, um, up, alive and running um, to really bring and restore dignity to the vulnerable. Trevor, thank you so much and blessings to you and all the best for this weekend. Thank you very much, and thank you for the time, and God bless to you all. Thank, thank you. you. Good afternoon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.